I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Home. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Sometimes secretly. Invasionly. <laughs> okay. First episode officially of Secret Invasion. Marvel is back on Disney Plus with a new series featuring none other than Nick Fury. Where has he been? What is he going to do? How many secrets does he like? Where'd his eye patch go? Just one secret. He only likes one secret. Two secrets? No, no, no. One secret? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't one know. One secret, that... shame on you. Two secrets, shame on me. What? The one secret thing is interesting. Why one? What secret does he have? The big secret. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you have not listened to our before, you watch Secret Invasion. We go over the comics. We go over. Nick Fury's MCU history leading up to this point. We ca- it's like a primer. It's like the appetizer to the full course meal of the show. We give you a little Cliff's Notes of yeah. all the before stuff. That yeah. way you don't have to read the full novelization. So whenever we're saying in our before you watch, that's what we're talking about. We also have some articles and stuff on the website to kind of break it down a little easier in case you don't want to listen to us. I don't know why, but it's there. They said, I'm... I'm here for this podcast for the blog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you're following us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that great stuff. We have a Discord. We have a Patreon. If you like the show, support the show. We have a before you walk, before you watch. Oh, my God. We have too many befores going on. Before the MCU series, only on Patreon, we're starting with How the Duck going all the way to before the MCU started. <laughs> I cannot. I've never seen that movie and I cannot wait to watch it. I am so excited for Derek to be completely floored by what that movie is. The only scene I've seen is of some sort of punk band. Yeah. Singing behind a fence on a stage. Yeah, that's punk. That is pretty punk. Yeah. But I have no idea what the context is for it. So I really can't wait to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so to find out. Join our Patreon. (laughs) Last but not least, subscribe. Leave a review. Do some nice things. We love it. And thank you. Pay it forward. (laughs) Time to issue a spoiler alert. Oh, man. Alert, alert, alert. Spoilers ahead. Yes. Yeah, there is secrets ahead that we will be spoiling. There are secrets. There are invasions. Scrolls. Absolutely. Amelia Clark. Jakars. Yeah. Queen oh. of the Dragoons <laughs> with short hair. Do you like a bob? All right. Let us officially <laughs> let us officially take a bite of Secret Invasion Episode 1, Resurrection. I don't get the title, but fine. He came back. Oh, got it. Done. <laughs> I was like, there was nothing but death. End of the one. episode. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> All right. End of episode. What were your instant reactions for the first episode? Instant reaction was they are delivering what they told us they were going to deliver. (laughs) It's espionage. It's spy. It's dark. It's people talking fast at each other Mm. in dimly lit rooms about places and people that I don't understand. I'm experiencing the thing that I experience when I watch things like Mission Impossible and James Bond, where they just end up in a place and I'm like, why are they here? Well, that's why 
in the spy stuff, they have the title cards at the bottom of the location. Which I need because I'm like, why are they here? And it's like, oh, because the conversation they just had prior to this said, there's a guy in this place that we need to get to the thing, the bomb and the code and the blah. So I'm officially confused. Really? Yeah. About like how they get to places. I get, <laughs> I get the overarching thing that happened, but like how they got there, I was confused. I do feel like espionage and spy and stuff like Derek is recently really dipping his toes in it with our James Bond rewatch, but they have yet to get to modern espionage. So it's much easier to like, cause they take time getting to those. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm afraid to get to the Daniel Craig. Oh ones. no. It's so good. That it's so I just know I'm going to be so confused and yeah. it's not going to be as campy. No, so it's going to be hard for me to grasp. Which is the thing with Secret Invasion is that it's not, it feels, it doesn't feel campy at all. Mm. So it's very, it's very serial. Yeah, they, they did. I agree. I think they are delivering that. And I'm sure so many people have heard this, that Winter Soldier vibe, right? That one was more of like a political thriller. This is much more espionage darker-ish happening without capes and heroes. So it's even more grounded, right? Exactly. And they they delivered. I think for the first one, they needed to set the tone with what this series is possibly going to be, what it's going to look like, laying the groundwork. And I think they did a good job. A lot of these other Disney Plus shows that we've had, it's introducing new characters or going off of something that's already prior happened. WandaVision, Vision Dead. How, how, how is he back? What is happening with that? So this one had an interesting thing to do of like laying everything out from the beginning. So it's, it's, I think they did a good job. I think that there is a bit of an uphill challenge here in this due to the fact that these characters aren't necessarily, for lack of a better term, beloved. Right? How dare you? I, I do dare. How Dare I've you? Done, I, I mean, yeah, it's I've fine. Done yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, even with something like She Hulk or Ms. Marvel, they were firsts in a way. And, like, these are sort of these almost like leftover characters who are now facing a big bad. So, to have the audience completely ready for this and, and, and wanting it, I think that there's a bit of a challenge on their part. Yeah, and and also with Nick Fury, even though it's Samuel Jackson and it's the person that created the Avengers initiative, he has been a lead character so far. He's been in everything almost, but he hasn't really had to carry a series with the MCU. We know he can. We yeah. know he's an amazing actor and everything, but to see his character take that front role is going to be really interesting because I feel like a big role of his throughout the MCU is come like whisking the actual main character into the frame or being like, this is actually what's happening. Guys, go, go attack that. Yeah. And then he's like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just always on earth. Right. Yeah, Really? The only time we got to see him play more of a not lead role, but supporting role was in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that even then it's a different Nick Fury than the Nick Fury we've seen because he's, just starting out, he hasn't even gotten the Avengers initiative in its head yet. So it's an interesting balance to see him in Captain Marvel at the beginning and then Secret Invasion where it's like the end. So I think by the end of this series, we'll be able to answer the question, can Nick Fury 
lead a series. I thought you were going to say, can Nick Fury act? <laughs> I have some thoughts about that. But <laughs> we don't think it's Samuel it. Jackson can act. Well, no. So I was thinking it over and I was like, the acting seems off. What's the deal with this? But I'm actually wondering if there's something else going on in the series mm. that would lead to Nick Fury maybe having these sort of extremes in personality. Oh, okay. 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 You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Right, right, right. right. So we wouldn't do this episode justice without talking about what has completely taken over the narrative. Controversy, baby. <laughs> of this first episode, which I think is insane. No matter where you really stand on the AI tool, artistry, everything like that, I think them using AI from a vendor slash other studio method studios to create the opening of the show was a misstep. Mm. Even if the director and everybody was like, Oh, it's to make it feel uneasy to like have something that's not human create the thing. I mean, we're not talking about AI here. We're not talking about machines. So there's already a step removed. Mm -hmm. And then you could have just hired an artist to make it look that way. Yeah, I had read a couple of things that said, like, everybody calm down because they actually had a team of artists create art that then guided the AI in creating this opening, which seems like another sort of deeper excuse for doing this. I think the thing is, is in general, AI feels dangerous. It can be, yeah. Right? And so me being an information professional, there's sort of the line of, am I going to be replaced by AI at some point, right? And it's like, people will say, oh, but we have to feed it the information and yada, yada, yada. But when we look at the... Somebody might be feeding it that information. Well, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of times that information is stolen. And especially when it comes to art, it's stolen artwork that is then fed to AI that then creates this thing. Like a couple of months ago when everybody was making those amazing portraits of themselves, you know, on Instagram and posting them, it's like, well, actually... The AI stole styles from artists that exist online, and now you're using it without their permission. Right. So I think that in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it may be based with humans designing it, and they're saying it's for sort of a metaphorical reason for the series, but the step of using AI, especially on something that's based on comic books, feels not great. Well, the, yeah, I mean, so there's, I don't think we'll hash this out completely and really go too much further into this but to kind of wrap it up marvel was built on the backs of artists that's that's why they're famous right that they created the comics it's from the artwork everything like that for marvel the giant and the leader in this industry to kind of test the waters with ai and seeing the reaction it got i'm hoping that other studios, other people are saying like, okay, this might not be the correct way to use it. And I also hope Marvel learns from that because there's, I mean, there's even conversations going around with uh, Cross the Spider-Verse, right? They used AI to help them do some things, but it wasn't creating the whole thing, right? It was using those processes to duplicate those processes that they already did. Which makes sense to me. Right. And so it's, it's a conversation of, it's a tool. It shouldn't replace people. There's even screenshots of, Here's the group that did the intro. There's eight people. Miss Marvel's intro, over 20 or 30 people. So, they, right, they're saying it didn't replace artists, but it kind of did replace people. Because if you're looking at 40 people to create an intro as opposed to eight, 
that's a big deficit. And, so, eh. yeah. And also, let's kind of talk about the accuracy of the art itself. No, it's AI. <laughs> it's they didn't. You could tell even if you didn't know. Right. Oh, absolutely. So say you were the first person to see it. Right. Those hands clasping each other. I'm like, that's AI can't do hands. Wonky nope. faces. <laughs> just like, you know, it just looks like someone painted something and then they took a wet sponge and went right. over it. Yeah. So, I mean, right. So that's the conversation. It's like, okay, misstep for using AI. And also it didn't really look that great. So moving on, let's do better. <laughs> it would be better if they just cut out the intro and didn't have one. Let's do better. Everyone do better. <laughs> so, I mean, they could even just do like a Loki and just put up the word. That's the what I'm title. saying. Yeah. yeah. Just take it out. You don't need it. <laughs> cut All right. it. Cut it. So, so to the actual meat and potatoes of this episode. Delicious. The beginning was so cool. I loved the beginning with Ross and that other agent. It was just paranoia seething through the screen. And right, we saw the first five minutes. It was released through cryptic messages and everything. But the extension of that scene and the totality of it, oh, it just it gave me the thing that I was hoping they would do, which was the paranoia and just be completely flabbergasted by the ending of some of these scenes. So we had Ross. We haven't seen him since Wakanda forever. He got rescued by Okoye because he was getting arrested and taken to the raft, I believe. He was being transported somewhere. Okoye saved him. But then we see him here working with Hill to meet up with another agent that has kind of gone dark because he's investigating all of these attacks and terrorists and political things to some end. He's kind of connected the dots that is scrolls putting people in power doing these things to get what they want turns out ross this whole time was a scroll now the question is how long i don't think he was a scroll during wakanda forever so somewhere in between when wakanda forever happened and now they somehow got him is he still in wakanda now when did they get him like it, it's interesting because I don't think he really released any information right that necessarily pertains to Ross. But when Maria was tracking him, it said Ross exactly. On it. So with it, where is he? Unless that was a tracker that she put on him, labeling it Ross because she didn't know that it was Scroll Ross. And right, it's it's interesting. I I don't. I think this series is going to create a lot of these conversations, right? They're going to be revealing some people are scrolls. Now, what we need to see and what we need to do is figure out when. When did they become scrolls? Was it literally before this series started or has it been this entire time? And I'm interested to find out. I am also wondering where they're being held, right? Because that's part of it. Once, you're, once your identity is taken over, you're held as a prisoner. So where are these people? Who are they with? Who's holding them captive? I think that's an interesting question as well. Well, right. I mean, are they holding them in those really badly radiated towns where humans can't really survive? And I don't think it's doing them. I mean, they're going to die. <laughs> but who knows? I are mean, they that, in space? Yeah, I think that's a good conversation to have. But I liked that even when Ross was getting scroll ross was getting chased and you thought it was a bad guy chasing them 
but it ended up being Talos. It was it's just cool. I like the layers of just not being able to really trust anyone. Absolutely. And that I feel like that's the whole point of this first scene. And even in that first back and forth between Ross and the other agent, you're flipping, right? You're you're flip-flopping going, "Oh, it's Ross. Oh, it's the other guy." What so, you know that one of these people is a scroll. Uh but then as you're seeing Ross run through the city, and they get into that building and they're going up the stairs so quickly. We should have known in that moment. It that, kept getting quicker and yes, quicker. Yep. That yep. it wasn't Ross, that it was definitely a scroll. Yeah. I loved the lighting. So one of our very best friends uh, from one of the last series that we covered, Evan Bolter. Are you listening? Probably not. Um, <laughs> EB, is but, that you? But they did a lot of additional photography for this and they shot a lot of scenes. And I'm actually curious... If he had some part in this one, I feel like he did because he's been posting about some things, Mm -hmm. but I love the scene when they were on the top of the roof because you had those dual colors. You had purple on the bottom and green on the top, which is very much the scroll aesthetic. And I just love them setting the scene because everybody in the scene we were looking at is a scroll and just the whole thing looked like it. But the second that Ross jumped off that building, I was like, oh, he did not make that. They, there was an audible <laughs> cranching noise when he landed. And I was like, maybe he's going to get up. Yeah. And then he did it. But he it was OK it. because it was a scroll. Yeah, I'm I'm also this is just the comic book side of me and Derek read Secret Invasion as well. But I always forget that as long as they are able to shape shift, the blood and everything will look like the blood they're trying to mimic. So whenever he was on the ground and it was like blood, like blood red and bruised, I was like, oh, my God. But then he shifted and it was like purple. And I was like, oh, that's I forgot that it does not show like purple or green or whatever they bleed. I was very concerned for a moment. Yeah, I think we all were. Uh, (laughs) And I I think Maria Hill was also concerned. (laughs) Huh? The imposter Ross. Yes. It sounds like a imposter. (laughs) Imposter. So we got to talk about Nick Fury in this. Nah. I feel <laughs> nah. he's the big one to come out or come back. I should say not come out. What is oh, it coming congratulations. out? Congratulations. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. It's Pride Month. Happy, Happy Pride Month. Oh. <laughs> National coming out day isn't until that's, October. That's why he was on the ship, because he he had a lover there. <laughs> he had a relation. So as we know, since the snap and blip, Fury has been up on Saber, which we do see in the Marvel's trailer. He's up there building a new space station. Has he been there the whole time? I don't know. He's very mysterious. Is where I, I'm assuming we're going to find out. But, but he's old. What I can say is he has not found the scrolls a new home. <laughs> he he's not Tinker Taylor Soldier spying up on that <laughs> ship, but he ain't been finding no homes. I mean, what is he actually doing up there? Like, is he? I don't. The one scene we saw of him, he was sitting in front of a screen that looked like a tropical island. But see, okay, I don't know if that saber, right? Is that saber or where was he? Is it like a Twilight Zone thing where it's like a human zoo? So they give them rooms that could look like places they want to (laughs) go? No, I don't know if he was on a scroll ship then or if he was on saber at that point. It's not clear. Wait a minute. Saber is. It's it's uh, us. It's not scrolls. Oh, it's not scrolls. Yeah, it's part of sword. Sword saber. Mm-hmm. Got, Got it. it. Get it. It's it's like yeah. the the cosmic defense system. It's gonna it's gonna detect threats of cosmic stuff before they get. Well, to they should have caught this whole thing. Well, they were already there <laughs> for thirty years. 
and he was down there. <laughs> Hello, I saw him in Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. So Nick Fury is finally coming back. He gets a call. He's like, fine, I'm going to I'll go back to Earth. But we do see him when he first sets foot. Mama, the gravity uh, on those joints. Right. So it's he's older. He's not able to recover as fast. But what I'm curious about is, is that true? Like, I know he's aged a little bit, right? And they're clearly showing that he's like the older Nick Fury. He has the beard. There's a lot of gray. He doesn't have the eye patch anymore. There's scenes in this where I feel like he is limping, but then there's scenes where he's not. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. Is he trying to play it like he is weaker and older, especially when he's in front of Sonya or anybody else? Or is he actually getting really old? So I think a question that we have to ask is when a scroll takes over someone's identity. Yeah. Are they still their age in scroll yeah. terms. So if there are multiple Nick Furies that are possibly scrolls, then maybe the real one limping is real Nick Fury and the fast runners are maybe scroll Nick Furies. I would be interested to see if we do find out that there is another scroll posing as Nick Fury that isn't Gravic and how exactly that's working. I think that they're his friends. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, posing as him. Yes, exactly. So kind of like what Talos has been doing while he was up on Saber. Exactly. He was posing as him. I think there's like a fleet of Nick Furies. Funny you should say that. There is actually a fleet of like clone Nick Furies in the comics. But, so it's possible. And I think that's so like the thing I was alluding to earlier was he's very, very, very serious. But then like he's like eating popcorn and making jokes. I'm like, that feels like two different beings. I don't know if that's. If that's just kind of the choppiness of some of the story or if they are doing that intentionally, right? I think because it's it hard feel, to tell. It felt choppy. And a that's little my bit. point. It felt like there were there were moments in this where it didn't feel like the same character. And so I would be more gratified in the end if it was two different characters. I think we're going to be surprised no matter what at the end of this. We have to, right? Because most of the stuff is leading to something else. So what exactly is going to be that payoff in the end? And what I, they're just all scrolls. They can't be. <laughs> if they were all scrolls, I'd be mad. <laughs> and then, like, Nick is in the spaceship being like, fools. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I'm really excited to see play out from this, and we, I would say we didn't really get to see how well Nick Fury can handle things at the moment. Verbally, he can. When he was up against Sonya Falls, Sonya, I keep saying Sonya, <laughs> Sonya Fallsworth, he was like verbally able to combat her right oh, yeah, he, yeah he's quick he's he's he quippy, quippy quippy yeah he's nick fury physically i'm interested to see how much he can keep up with some of the stuff that's going to be happening not samuel L. jackson but the character itself so i'm curious to see where they're going to go with that because he can't call the gods and the heroes because half of them are gone most of them aren't even on the planet then most of them haven't been introduced nor formed the avengers yet so it's going to be interesting to see how taking away the hero aspect and kind of Nick Fury's whole goal throughout the MCU so far and seeing where he goes. So it's almost like going back to his roots. You don't have anybody to call on. How are you going to figure this out? Yeah, I feel like there are two things that are making me really nervous in this. One of them is who's a scroll, right? That's keeping you on your toes. Biggest one. But 
as this episode was going on, as we learned more about what was going on with Gravix, uh, I'm going, I'm just call someone <laughs> yeah just call a superhero page someone uh, text them something right. because it feels bigger than something fury can handle yeah at least you know this version of fury i mean the comic book fury you know he had super skills and he led people during world war ii and so this fury he always seemed more like a tactician yeah and he that's his me. strength right, right? yeah so it, it is going to be interesting to see him really go into his spy the thing that made him nick fury Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to be interesting to see him fall back on that. Can he do it? And he already lost the comrade. He's losing all of his comrades that help him do that thing. So he's really being isolated in this show. And I find it interesting that, you know, I have seen people made the comments, right? Like, why don't you just call a superhero or whatever? One, it's kind of like, okay, who exactly you're going to call? Where is this in the timeline exactly? Like, who would you call? But then there's the conversation of, should they tell people that there is a sect of scrolls trying to literally take over the planet after Thanos and everything happened? Like, can people handle that? So I think it's an interesting conversation. I mean, to me, it feels like it's not something that you would want to say publicly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, you know, tweet it. Don't put it as your MySpace status. Uh, well, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I mean, at some point, it feels like someone more powerful is going to have to come in if this is really a true big battle. I mean, it, unless we're if we're not seeing the super scroll, we could be fine with Nick. Do you know what I mean? But like if a scroll comes that has actual superpowers, someone bigger might have to come in. Yeah, I think when we get to graphics, I'll talk about that a little bit. I have some series that I want to. Are those serious theories? Yeah. <laughs> you got it wow. i got it we've been doing this long enough where you know what i mean i love contracting <laughs> words together makes me happy so we're talking a lot about scrolls let's talk about two titular scrolls right in this series talos and gaia and i really like this situation i think it's sad but i like it because it gives an interesting kind of side story that also parallels the main driving force right Talos, Gaia, and also his wife and her mother. The mother has died. She's died since Spider-Man No Way Home. I believe that's, yeah, No Way Home. I'm trying to, the home the thing homes. is really throwing me off yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So she's died. Gaia is older now. We did see her as a younger Gaia in Captain Marvel. She was the one that was hanging out with Monica. So I'm hoping if Amelia Clark does make it out of the series that we can see a Monica and Gaia reunion that might be kind of nice <laughs> so in 30 years something happened to gaia yeah it's a long span of time to not know what happened to this character yeah so seeing gaia be on Gravik's side and being with the radical part and the ones that are going against fury and talos and her father and everything is interesting and i wait i i kind of need more on why she's doing that because it's not necessarily clear on why she's really upset at her dad it might be like one of those things of dad you never do anything we're dying here he's kind of like a pacifist yeah and so he's just like nick's gonna come with a new planet well i promise he's not and he's not and so she's like <laughs> screw you dad i'm going out on my own and she met gravix yeah well, that's my light interpretation of what <laughs> <laughs> it's a cliff notes exactly i think it's hilarious that Fury is the one tasked 
to find a planet for them. I know Captain Marvel was as well. We don't really know what she's doing at the moment. Hopefully in the Marvels we'll find out. But the fact that this man just found out that there was aliens and superpowered beings and then they're like, find me a new place to live. When he hasn't even looked outside the solar system. He I does think not have his realtor license. No. <laughs> he knows nothing about scroll insurance policies. <laughs> what does he also know about the atmospheres that they need? I mean, you could have gotten Thor or I don't any of your guardians at some point. Maybe help have them help. Or literally make up a character <laughs> called Gorlin Vralum that is a scroll realtor. Could have. Who can find a beautiful plot of land. But I also think, I feel like in, in comics, finding a new home planet is never a good thing because there just aren't empty planets. Sometimes, but there's People, a reason why they're empty. Well, exactly. There's either a reason why they're empty or they have to kill an entire population in order to live there. So this seems like a doomed mission for our dear Nick Fury. Hey, sometimes they can find a moon. It's, I, I have hope. But I don't think that that's what our radical sect of scrolls are completely after anymore. I think it's part of it, like the catalyst, but I don't think that's why they're really upset. They're mad about something. They're mad about a lot. But so Talos, Talos and Gaia, I, Amelia Clark, amazing in this. I think she did a great job of playing both roles of pretending to open up, but also playing the double side. She's very hard to tell in this. You know, we see her really caring for scrolls that are looking for a new home, like the scroll that came to New Scrollos. She was very welcoming and you saw her smile. She seemed like she really believes in the cause, but she's also doing the really dirty side of the cause. And it's interesting to see how far she's really going to go. Like, what is her end game? You know, and you have to think, though. So, yes, she did have a glove compartment full of native fruits, but... Is it really coming from the kindness of her heart or is that just a tactic to get people to become warriors? To recruit. Exactly. Right. So it's like, oh, wow, she's being really welcoming, but I think it's actually a fake act just to get people to want to come and live there. Yeah. I mean, we see the scene where Talos and Gaia finally meet again and she, he's been looking for her and she seems very reserved and not wanting to talk to him. She brings the dirty bombs back to where she needed to. Then she meets up with him. After delivering whatever she had to deliver, and she tells Talos, I'll spray it with infrared spray. You'll see them. There's going to be three, blah, blah, blah. That should have been a red flag because there's three of them. And she's like, there's three people that have bombs, one for each one of them. So they'd all be distracted. Separate them. Separate. I mean, it's, uh, I, w- I want to see how far she's going to go. And is there a change that's going to happen? Like, what does she need to see that's happening? For her to be like, oh, this isn't great. Because he told her, the people that killed your mom are the people that you're with now. And that didn't sway her. So there's going to have to be something that tips her moral compass a little bit. I think Talos took her reaction to learning that her mother was dead as a weakening of her allegiance to Gravik in that moment. It's like chipping away. Right, exactly. But in reality, she was just sad about something and his hopeful side was saying, oh, she's coming back around to me. She's going to work with me now. Uh, But I think that their relationship is definitely going to have to be tested. Uh, And I think more, more than it already is. And I, you know, I wonder if seeing him maybe almost die or actually perish 
is what's going to be her change of heart. Well, I hope Talos doesn't die. I hope he makes it out of this series. I like Talos a lot. I think that he does try. Like when they went to go kick the art dealer's butt, he tried, but he did get upset when Fury killed him. Yeah, I think he needs to push a little more. You know, maybe this is the inaction that a lot of them are seeing that, well, you're not doing it right. This is why you're taken off of the Council of Scrolls because you can't really do anything. Right. And I think that I do have to say that these fight scenes were pretty fantastic. Oh, great. Right. Great chase scenes. Is yeah. What you need in spy espionage stuff. Hand to hand. Fantastic. For an hour, we got some pretty high octane scenes, which I really enjoyed. Um, I did think that that concrete pillar that they knocked the art dealer into didn't look the best, personally. I felt like you could really tell it looked they're like always, styrofoam. They're always hollow. <laughs> yes. It's fine. <laughs> it was like, that was the first time I ever really noticed it. Um, but I think that Talos, even though they're on opposite sides, he probably still has some allegiance to scrolls and doesn't want to see them be murdered. Well, there was the that same scene where he's fighting the art dealer scroll, and Fury is kind of standing back. Talos is like, let me handle it, let me handle it. Talos is very anti-killing any, especially any of his people, because there's not many of them. They're all scattered. When the guy was telling Talos, like, you're a betrayer, you're betraying your people, you can see Talos waver a little bit, and then Nick Fury, without hesitation, kills him. And I think Nick Fury did that on purpose because he doesn't want him being swayed because he's literally his only ally into the scrolls. So I think Nick Fury is being really smart and smarter than he's leading on. Talos is a pushover. <laughs> whatever the last person, whatever the last thing, the last person to talk to says to him, he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, I'll do whatever you want. Can I, for a second, talk about one of the characters, not really characters, but actors I was most excited to see in this? No. Olivia Colman. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Stop me. <laughs> I'm, I was very excited to see her character because she's not only going to be an antagonist for Nick Fury. In kind of separate ways, but I really want to know, I, I think it's interesting to have two, I wouldn't say Nick Fury is really part of anything anymore. He's not part of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's not part of really any of those agencies, but two kind of intelligent agencies battling it out for a similar cause, hopefully. I'm interested to see how that goes. She had very queenly energy, didn't she? Like. Oh. Like, hey, yes, hello, Fury. Well, you know, okay. sort of thing. She didn't sound like that. Yeah. No. Is a secret intelligence. Stop. <laughs> in the Captain America movie, I just want to point out her lineage. They've done this before in the MCU, and I think it's really cool. Fallsworth. There was also a Fallsworth in Captain America, the first Avenger, who was part of the Howling Commandos. He was also British. I just want to say, I think she's related. I want to. I'm hoping. That's My grandfather. Cool. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have anything to add to her, stop it. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Coleman, she does great vocal work. And I appreciated this character's voice. <laughs> That's how she talks. <laughs> no. But no, 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 no. That is not how Nick's mom sounds in Heartbreak and Heartstopper. She sounds like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't sound like that in real life. <laughs> Go watch a video of her accepting an award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
I thought she played a great character, an antagonist to Nick Fury, but not necessarily in a villainy part uh, yet. We don't know. That umbrage pink suit. But she didn't have pink on. Yeah, she did. I thought it was green. I thought it was hot pink. <laughs> Comment below. Dude. Oh my God, is the dress blue and black or gold and white? Comment below. Tell us what color her dress is. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she wearing pink? I don't know. I, I No idea. I... Could have swore it was green. She could have been in multiple scenes in two different dresses. Probably. Two different suits. <laughs> well, she was in two scenes, so she could have been. All right. We're both right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very much a chess game that's being played by multiple people. We have Maria playing a chess game with Nick, Nick playing a chess game with Maria and Sonia and Talos, and everybody's playing chess. And it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. My thing with the with Olivia Coleman's character is I'm trying to figure out what her motivation is. She wants to protect Britain. That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> but, you know, they know each other, right? They know what, well, at least she knows what Nick Fury's capable of, but she doesn't seem to be leaning into it. She doesn't want his help. She she thinks he's old, old news. She even says this new old Nick Fury. So I think she's underestimating him. And is this... Where we get we get sort of one of the the mentions of him being different after the blip after the blip yeah so even his closest confidants or people that he knows can even see a difference in him yeah Talos mentions it Maria mentions it even Sonia mentions it right. which she hasn't been interacting with him in how long I think the one thing the show needs to do because of the premise and who's leading it and we haven't gotten it before, I feel like needs to dive deeper into Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't get how or even seeing that, how it affected him, we've been told it. And we we did see him having that flashback of the moment when he got snapped. snapped. Yeah. I'm curious to see if it's going to be more of a character study on that part of him. Because I feel like this cause and everything is so intrinsic to this character. This is what started the character. If they don't do that, I think it'd be a big missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. because, it's sort of disservice to the character. Right. Yeah. But keeping my eye on Olivia Coleman, I don't trust her, but I love her. I definitely don't trust her. <laughs> She's got something going on. I, she really does. I, you know, I, I almost wonder if she is a supplier in some way mm. to, to the Skrull Rebellion. Well, she did want it. He asked her about a heist or stealing of materials. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that could just be she doesn't want to divulge information to him, which is fine. But that is a good point. I would be curious to see how these scrolls are really getting access to some of these places or being told where some of this stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> is she a scroll? You know, I'm going to right now. My theory is not a scroll, but working with the scrolls. Mm. Evil human. Interesting. Yeah. In yeah. a pink and or green suit. Or black. Who knows? Whoa. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> All right. Quick, quick cameo we got of Rhodey in this episode. The two second scene? The two second scene. He seemed different. And I don't know if it's because he has he's doing serious work with the president. We got a walk and talk West Wing-esque Absolutely. Thing. I loved it. but. Something about the whole scene threw me off. The president, I don't feel like is going to make it out of the series because we know in Captain America 4, Harrison Ford is going to be the president and he's playing 
Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. So <laughs> we know the president probably doesn't make it out of this. But the fact that Rhodey was telling the president that Maria and Nick Fury are AWOL, that doesn't seem like something Rhodey should be doing as an Avenger or somebody that worked with them. Like, it just seems like a thing to push for people to go after them to make their jobs harder. So my money is on Rhodey's a scroll mm. or something else is wrong there. I don't trust any of that. It it almost felt like Rhodey was giving the president this information. So the president would say to him, go. Right. Go to them. Right. So whether he's still Rhodey or he's a scroll, either way, I feel like the point was for him to be sent there. That's what I don't, he but wanted. See, I don't know if Rhodey himself is going to be sent there because he's going to send people in his place. You think he's just going to be buddying up with Prez? Yeah, because he's the president's advisor. I don't see him going out there himself. Just the way the scene was, it was more like, okay, handle it. And it didn't really necessarily seem like he would be going to handle it. More so, he's going to have people handle it. Oh, That's what made me feel like he did it on purpose. I just wanted, I mean, my wish is just to have someone with a cool suit or something come in. So I'm like, he's definitely going to Russia. I think in in this series, if... You don't like scrolls, you won't like this series. If you're expecting heroes, maybe not. I'm I'm gonna be curious to see if anybody does show up. Because who could show up aside from Captain America? I think part of the thing with scrolls is the fact that they exist, it almost I don't want to say ruins the experience of watching it, but it's like the entire time you're just going. They could be a scroll. No, they could be a scroll. They could I, be a scroll. That's the point, right? I know it is the point, but it's kind of like, well, if they're who, I, what's the point of any of this? If they're all scrolls. <laughs> well, I don't think they're all scrolls, but a, a lot of them will be. And I think the fun thing about it is you don't know exactly when the person is going to be revealed to be a scroll. And also, are they bad or are they good? So now we have two factions of scrolls where we don't even know what's going to happen. Good point. Because there could have been scrolls for 30 years now. Like Rhodey, maybe he's a scroll this whole time, and we don't know that until now. Or maybe Rhodey's just been a scroll for the last six years. It's, it's gonna who can tell? Unless we don't you, know what goes on between the movies. Unless you kill him, then I mean that's really it. Unless yeah. we follow someone into a bathroom <laughs> and they, you know, transform or whatever, go back. What their natural state? Yeah, yeah, and in, in their their skin and their natural skin. I so graphic. And the scrolls and the condition and everything that they are. I think that Gravik is menacing and I hate him. And he did a great job of being a great villain. He hardly said anything in this this episode. I feel like he had the villain stare down. He was relentless. And I'm excited to see where he goes. He's the one because of the trailers where I'm thinking that he's a super scroll or some type. Oh, right. He gets stretchy later on. He gets something. It's hard to tell in the trailer, but it looks like very much like group vines or just something. He makes his arm long and twisty (laughs) and twisty. Scrolls can't do that. There was also something that Talos, I can't remember where he said it. He either said it here or in Captain Marvel, but the changing, shifting into other people, how fast you can do that and how one after another you can, it's very hard to do that. We saw Gravik here throughout this whole episode, Gravik and or scrolls 
we're following Fury this whole time. When he goes on that walk, he meets that drunk guy at the bar. He meets that woman that was kissing the guy that looked at him and the young girl. The final scene. Gravik is the ball, actually. Yeah, he's the ball. This he's whole the time. ball. He's not the little girl. He's just the ball. He turns into each one of those people to show Fury, like, I have been following you this whole time and I didn't do anything. I can be anybody. And also, I can change in a millisecond. I passed the cotton candy cart. <laughs> I'm a different person. <laughs> I passed the organist. Guess what? I'm a lady now. Yeah. I will say that Kingsley Ben Adair, who plays Gravik, really does have that like smoldering evil stare oh, yeah. down. Yeah. He's just like looking across that square and you're like, oh no, this guy means business. What was up with him in the scroll cafeteria where he had his coffee or tea? Not going to judge. It could probably be tea. But he was putting like six sugar, 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 sugar. He didn't drink it. Okay. Is this like a thing <laughs> where... I don't know. Is it like in signs when it's just that simple that you have to spray water on the alien? Spoiler alert. Whereas like sugar has something to do with the scroll power. No. How do you know? I don't know. That'd be weird. Like six sugar cubes. But why would he have sugar there if sugar isn't good for scrolls? There ain't no humans there. No, my so what I'm saying is that like it's that simple. Whereas they need sugar to survive. Oh no. So if they take away the sugar mines (laughs) of Russia. (laughs) The radiated sugar. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, where are you? Stop the scrolls. I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Or they're made of sugar and therefore water soluble. Didn't what's his face from Men in Black, the cockroach guy, the disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't he have an affinity for sugar? He likes sugar, right? I'm pretty sure that's elf. No, (laughs) he also I remember him. Yeah, maybe it was sugar. I'm pretty sure because he goes to the in the diner or something and like he has the coffee, but then he pours the whole thing of sugar. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Comment below. Am I right? (laughs) Guys, are you writing all this down? We need you to answer these questions for us. Anyway, I'm just saying aliens and sugar. They like it. Evil aliens and sugar. They like it. (laughs) That's the connection I'm trying to make. It's just really, really Gravix is basically a college kid that's trying to stay up to complete oh his assignment. So he's just drinking lots of sugary coffee. <sighs> I I can't. I really want to know, and I know we have to go through the series. I want to know what exactly his end game is. Is it he's just mad that they don't have a home? I mean, it seems like they're kind of building a nice new home where they're at. Maybe just talk to them we want it all but like right like why not talk to them and see if they can live in harmony maybe you saw president dermot milroney he was not (laughs) having any peace well but i like if if they want to take why take over earth you know what i mean so like that's where i'm thinking sugar that's why i'm thinking i don't think that necessarily home and or earth is the end game for him it's power i think he wants to maybe get revenge on the kree that Made them go there in the first place. That's. But why would taking over Earth be getting revenge on the Kree? I don't think they're necessarily taking over Earth. They're putting themselves in positions of power to Ah, get things they need. So (laughs) it is the plan that that original agent saw of them going to different countries, but they're doing it with planets. So it's like a bigger version. They're testing it. Exactly. Mm, Could be. And then now we got the Scroll Cree War and it lasts a millennium. Great. So if we get into the Scroll Cree War and we're also dealing with multiverses, what 
Well, who knows? <laughs> the next saga after this is supposed to be like X-Men and all that stuff. So I don't know if that fits. <laughs> but so I graphic completely blowing up the square on Unity Day. I wasn't expecting that. I know in the trailer we saw something blow up. It looked very much like Flag Smasher stuff, right? I didn't notice there was that many people around and innocent people. It's real fucked up. And he's a true villain and he showed his true colors. But the most devastating part about this final scene is not only did Maria Hill get shot, she thought Nick Fury shot her. When he when our Nick Fury actually gets to her, because Gravik turned into Nick Fury and shot her, when he like turns her to him she's crying and she thought that nick fury shot her it's so sad she said not only did you leave me here with tons of responsibility (laughs) you shot me but you killed me you son of a bitch oh it's so messed up i do you think in those last moments though she realized he didn't say anything she was like you're limping now maybe she maybe she thought he thought she was a scroll and so he shot her thinking it was a scroll, but it wasn't. So she thought it was actually Nick Fury. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hung on to that. <laughs> no, you did not. I did. Your eyes are closed. <laughs> I did. I had to think through the equation that you made, the, the equation of words <laughs> and of characters. But it, it's, it's so sad. I, I like Maria Hill. I know she hasn't really been in the MCU that much. She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I like her as a character and I... Colby Smulders is fantastic, but you know where the big hint was that she wasn't going to be sticking around for long? The credits. She was not in those AI credits in the beginning. Yes, and at the end, it said special guest stars, Martin Freeman and Colby Smulders. And they brought dead. Yeah. Well, scroll. Ross is dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> at least the, the versions that appeared in this series are apparently dead. You know what would have like, it's so interesting that they're doing this thing where it's like, Maybe she's not dead, right? Maybe she does come back and hopefully she does. Because She could have another episode, yeah. It's so sad. Coulson's dead. Natasha's dead. Now Maria Hill's dead. All three people, because that's how big Nick Fury's circle of trust is. All three of them, dead. He has nobody. <laughs> so I hope they bring Colby Smulders back. And it's like a guest appearance, and then she shows up in the fifth episode right. or something like, like that. that. Exactly, exactly. I hope so. I mean, she did bleed out red, but as we saw before, they can bleed red as long as they're still in the form of the person that they took the shape of. Yeah, and as long as they're still alive. Right. So, right. but then. But it's a like guest appearance, and like, I don't expect her to be like guest appearance the next episode. You no, know? it won't be the next episode. But like, I guess then the question is why would Gravik shoot? A scroll. Uh, his own scroll. Right. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to tell. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think he really cares about. Yeah, I think everyone's dispensable, disposable. And we, we saw those. What did they call them? Like fracking pods or whatever. I don't or, know. They look janky. Well, you, you got to do what you got to do. It's not as pristine as the one we saw in Captain Marvel, but it looks like they have multiples. Is it keeping the humans in some sort of stasis of some sort? I don't know. It doesn't look nice. No, no, no. It doesn't the look fun. The second it shot him in the head, that guy fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they're still alive. That's what it feels like? Yeah. So I, I don't, I think that he doesn't 
really care about I think he cares to an extent about scrolls, but I don't think he cares about casualties in general. I, d- I did just think of our sort of first sight of him when he's playing like Uber Dr. No up in that balcony behind the, the cloudy silhouette. glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder who it is. He's like giving them nods. Yes, he could be a warrior. How is he even seeing what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> he's like scratching the glass, like thumbs up, I guess. <laughs> I, d- I do think. He is smart, right? Creating Americans against Russians, AAR. I think creating that whole thing is very smart. But I don't know what his endgame is. And I think him and Fury, there's something deeper than what they're letting on. Is he like... Boyfriends. <laughs> is he Fury's son? Who knows? Oh, could be. Wow. He was up there on the long time. Woo! Fury, can, can Fury humans, has needs. Can can humans and, and scrolls have relations and make children? I don't know. Maybe if the scroll is a human, how much of their physiology changes with the thing they're shaped to? I think to? that this is a very interesting theory. No, you don't. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted more conviction. That's the family <laughs> drama I've been looking for. He's like, I am your father. <laughs> Dad, no. So, okay. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I know. It's I got Star it. Wars. <laughs> I think we have the table set, or at least the theme and the tone, and the catalyst for Fury really going after these people. Where it goes from here, I don't know. But I, 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 how did how how how? I do feel like Super Scrolls are a thing that are going to happen. Who knows what is in these things that they're taking? Right? It could be dirty bombs. It could be stuff like that. Oh. Or it could be things from superheroes. It could be bodies from when Thanos attacked. It could be any of his, you know, group. I don't know. Maybe the bombs, when people smell them, inhale them, they become scrolls. I don't think it works that way. I don't know. They can do whatever they want. (laughs) What do you mean it doesn't work that way? Well, it would be interesting, right? Because dirty bombs are bombs that are salted with like radioactivity powder, right? And it's the dust that kills, not necessarily the explosion. Fury was in there breathing all that up. So is this his last fight because he does die? <laughs> because Could he got be. radiation poisoning? <laughs> oh, that would be so messed up. It would be. He just starts coughing as the episodes go on. And he dies of poisoning. Uh, not Fury. I don't know. But he's going to need to make more friends because how can he take on Gaia, Gravik, their entire horde of rebellion scrawls by himself and I Olivia Coleman? And Olivia Coleman. And her two thugs. He has Talos. One. <laughs> and hopefully Rhodey at some point. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he and that president aren't looking too great. I, okay, last question. And I just want to, this is for funsies. This will be down below. If you're listening to us on Spotify, there's polls and questions for each episode. This will be a question down there and you can answer it. Who in the MCU that is alive right now, if you were to find out they were a scroll, would be like devastating for you or like you would be upset. Hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I think our main heroes, right? Like if someone like Ms. Marvel turned out to be a scroll, I think that would be incredibly devastating. Let's narrow it down to people without powers because they can't mimic powers, right? Out powers. Like, what about, like, Hawkeye? Is that considered a power? 
shooting bows and arrows? No. <laughs> no. His wife. I mean, it, that would be fucked up. Right? Because she is a mix between Mockingbird and Laura. And I no, I, that would be messed up. But then like. If she is a scroll, how long was she a scroll and are her kids half scroll, half Hawkeye? This is what we're learning about. <laughs> this is what we're trying to figure out. You know who I would be really upset? Who? And I don't think this necessarily counts because of the stipulation I just put on there. But if it was M- Madison with two N's and a Y, mm. but not where you think, and Wong. What if both of them were scrolls? Or going further, what if Kate Bishop was? What if... Uh... <laughs> What if Peter Parker's best friend is? <gasps> Genki? Yes. Oh, no. Right? No. Mary Jane. Oh, not Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> no. Whole time. Everybody that is in around Peter that has forgotten him since the last one, they're all scrolls anyway. Except for Aunt May. She's really dead. You know they do that shit. They'd be like, she was the only one. Yeah. Oh. But she's dead. She's dead. Marissa Tomei. Oh. <laughs> she's not coming back. She and Colby Smulders are hanging out. <laughs> okay, enough. What? And I didn't appreciate. Yeah, them. women they killed off. That's right. We're pissed. I don't. I don't appreciate them doing a shot, going up and showing Kobe on the ground. Kobe of Maria Hill on the ground, <laughs> dead, and it looked a lot like Black Widow. Just saying. Very true. Don't like it. it so also- Nick Fury got to see what Black Widow looked like. <laughs> oh no! Too far! Too Ooh. far! Yeah, this guy, this, you know what? I think that he is going to be willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. He's just had too many losses. He's lost everything. He can't take it anymore. Yeah, I agree. Well, this is a fun series, and it's not sad at all. (laughs) And I'm not confused. They kicked it off with the bang, I (laughs) think. And I'm not confused. (laughs) I think, so, this stuff always comes together. It will all start clicking, and then your mind will be blown. That's what I'm hoping, because... That's the tell of a good spy story. So, yeah. and I'll tell you what, after one episode, this guy shares down in the dumps. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Let us know what you thought of this episode. We have a Discord, go on there. We have a Secret Invasion chat or just whatever, add us anywhere. So, listen, you have to tell us what color dress she was wearing. Mm-hmm. You have, well, what was the second thing? We don't remember. All right. Well, I hope you guys wrote it down. <laughs> you also have to go on our Discord, tell us your <laughs> theories. And then also tell us who you would be upset about if they were a scroll. Yeah, and don't forget, we asked you to please review (laughs) and follow us. And subscribe. Okay, so did you write that down? And also join our Patreon. I want to see your to-do list. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to A Bite Of. Artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Bite Of Pod. And on Facebook at a bite of. If you have any questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can contact us on abiteofpod.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to spread the word. See you next time on A Bite of. Bye. Bye.